Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Sip and Chat. As usual, we have the Lucian's team on the inside, and our special guest this evening is Nalini Telemac. Did I pronounce that correctly? Perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, you want to give us a little intro about you know who you are and what you're about? Nalini Telemac, my name. Nalini Telemac, born and raised in Venezuela. Um, moved to Trinidad, migrated to Trinidad 18 years ago. Um, pursued my bachelor's in Spanish with minors in international relations. Left my job at Nestle to pursue my postgraduate studies in international law and human rights. I am actively involved in that of assisting Venezuelans here in Trinidad and Tobago. And that's what I'm all about. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. So the topic tonight is going to be rape culture and, uh, you know, what it means, how it's perpetuated, how we can combat it, you know. Um, so what is rape culture? I have a little something here that I'd like to read for you all to give you an understanding if you're not too sure about it, right? So rape culture is defined as a complex set of beliefs that encourages male sexual aggression and supports violence against women. It ranges from unsolicited, unsolicited sex remarks to sexual touching to rape itself. A rape culture condones physical and emotional abuse against women. Now, some people would argue that this also goes for men, but we'll discuss this later on in the conversation, right? Um, in rape culture, both men and women assume that sexual violence is a fact of life and is inevitable. Rape culture affects every woman. The rape of one woman is a degradation, terror, and limitation to all women. Most women and girls limit their behavior because of the existence of perceived rape culture, leading to a cycle of fear. So, you know, uh, basically, you know, what that says is that, you know, women are afraid to go out, they're afraid to dress a certain way, act a certain way, because the belief is that, you know, um, they are free for all and a man can do what he wants with a woman. That's my take on it. Um, so, gentlemen, good evening again. Uh, based on this on this definition that I just explained there, do we believe that rape culture has become a norm in Trinidad society? Do we suffer from a rape culture here? Chef, what's your take on that? Wow. Well, in giving it some thought, um, well, good night, everybody. Nalini, welcome. Good night. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, the rape culture, I really think culture is a key word there, especially for Trinidad and Tobago. Um, what I have noticed, this is my own observation. Um, mm -hmm. Back in the day, you would have seen men, of course, we always had this bravado about us and being a bit forward, you know. But at the same time, we would have some respect in terms of if women say, you know, cool it or, you know, take it down, you know, mm -hmm. your, your boys might laugh at you, you know, and you just back off and you chill. But what I've noticed happening, especially with the younger generation, is that the men are even more aggressive towards the women. And for some strange reason, I'm noticing that the younger ladies as well seem to be a bit more meek about it. Um, you would think that in 2020 with, you know, independent women and women power and, you know, women gaining that type of equality, that you would see women pushing back a little harder than their I don't know, their aunties and, and mothers did. But for some strange reason, I think men, like, they're getting worse. And the situation, it, it's tending to spiral out of control. I don't know if I'm going too far here, but this is 
this is the observation I have seen. I've seen it in the music. I've seen it in the music videos. And it's generally pervading the generations coming up now. You know, and so long time you heal up a woman, she don't give you a time a day, you know. You take a shame and pay your tear between your leg and you walk away. But now you see the young guys wanna embarrass girl one so and you know, so <laughs> serious. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think definitely it's 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 become normalized and we definitely have to do something about it. So Vaughn, what's your what's your take on um on rape culture? You know, do you believe that in Trinidad and Tobago it's this is an issue that we have? I good night everyone. Uh I believe that like Chef, um there are some instances where it's getting worse and but for me, my experience, I think it is calming down a bit. Um because as Chef said a lot of the music and stuff when I was growing up, when people around my age was growing up, was a lot more explicit than it is now. When it what? had you really? yeah. Well to me to me it, it hasn't changed that much because I don't wanna I don't wanna up, call any particular artist name to cause any panel, yeah. but uh, um you sure? <laughs> Because, no, because my, my, my thing is that a lot of the music now is so sexualized, you know, and, and there's so much, uh, you know, jam this and ram that, and I mean... Well, I think that that is, um, I think that is locally, I suppose, um, it is because of our carnival culture and soca music, it's highly sexualized. It's um, in dancehall and hip-hop also, though. Well, well, that's what I was getting to. Um, okay, go ahead, that, sorry. Yeah, in that globally... When we look at old rap music videos and and hip hop stuff, there was a lot of sexualization. And to me, those days seemed more, maybe I'm not watching as much music videos as I used to when I was younger. So I don't know, but I remember in like, I don't want to, as you say, call artist names and Thing, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want our back and out to start yeah. in Jamaica versus Trinidad versus Brooklyn. We don't need that. <laughs> we don't hear energy. You know? <laughs> but there was a lot of, of hypersexualization, especially with rap music and the way how they spoke about women. And I think it has a lot to do with, with what we as men will learn or were taught as when we were younger. This kind of ego thing, ego thing, in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you, you have the cat calling and stuff, where sometimes a person or a man or a young man would want to cat call somebody, not necessarily because he want to, but because he watching all he partners go look at him, like you know, yeah, hey, hey, see that girl passing the, she has suit. Especially on the block, especially on the you block. Know? You're on the block and, and yes, you want to do that as a way to fit in, you know? So is it safe to say then, and, and I'll bring in Anthony in the conversation here now and ask, is it safe to say that toxic masculinity has a lot to do with rape culture? Yeah, I believe so. Anthony? <laughs> All right, I do think that toxic masculinity has a lot to do with it. And they are both intertwined in a sense. Um, how we are, how we are socialized, how we are brought up, especially in 
homes where, well, not only homes where there's a dominant male, or even homes where there's a male that is absent. In many cases, young men who are in a, a home without a father may emulate someone or emulate peers or look for someone to be a father or look for someone to be a male father figure. And many times they go, well, they gravitate to people who they think are male father figures. And those individuals may or may not show them the proper way to address or encounter women. In some cases, you would they would give you advice or they'd give you unsolicited advice as to how to treat and regard women. If that is inculcated in your head and you go ahead with it, you're basically perpetuating something that you've been taught. Even among peers, you'd hear peers speaking about women, speaking about young girls as if they are property. And in that sphere, I would like to believe that that toxicity where you consider women property, that is fuel, that is... Hmm. That's mere toxicity. Yeah. Okay, I get you, I get you. So Nalini, uh, can I get your view on this on this this whole idea of, of rape culture and male toxicity? Yeah. Firstly, um, rape culture happens in Trinidad and Tobago, day in and day out, for us women, in every possible form and fashion that you can think of, inclusive of the actual act of rape, the actual act of raping a woman. And then, as you guys rightfully said, catcalling, for example, many forms of catcalling. So it can be the, yeah, baby girl, you're looking all nice. And then if you don't answer, for whatever reason, you as the woman do not answer, then you are attacked and it's your fault. Yep. You understand? So when you guys speak of toxic masculinity, it goes back to your ego and your self-confidence as a man and those two things need to be rooted on a healthy place whatever that healthy place may be be it the manner in which you were raised be it your very own moral values and beliefs be it i don't know the higher power that you pray to whatever it may be it should not be jeopardized on a woman's no on a woman's don't talk to me like that so your inability and when i mean your immense inability to control himself his ego his self-confidence the result of it is a woman being attacked really Hmm. what i'm saying so as much as i do comprehend as much as i do comprehend the you know what my boy's gonna think about me or what about the men who were raised in the perfect home mommy and daddy is present they may maybe be active in the church went to a prestigious school you know Transobago we are known for that we went to a prestigious school we we are cultured but yet still you can't call someone yes. 
what are we gonna say about that person? What is the excuse then? Well, it's like, yeah, excuse, I think. Um, I don't think it's an excuse per se. Uh, I think it's about teaching yourself, even if you weren't taught, it's about- Exactly, so it goes back to self-confidence yeah. and your own ego and your very own understanding and educating yourself in that, listen, this is wrong. And not only educating yourself on what is right and what is wrong, but learning to understand women. So a woman may not say yes or she may not say no, but there is a body language. And she might walk a little faster. She might pull out the phone and be like, you know what I'm saying? That all of these things, cool. all of these things indirectly means no. It means leave me alone. Uh, but me, no, not, not, I'm not defending men. I'm being the devil's mm -hmm. advocate here to see, um, sure. you find some people and this is this is this is rape culture, um, but I'm just bringing the, the point into perspective. Where people would say, "Well, um, if she didn't want the attention, she wouldn't put on that short skirt, or she didn't, you know, want that a man wrong. to suit down, that is wrong. She, she wouldn't that dance wrong. a certain way." That is wrong because at the end of it all, the manner in which a woman expresses herself, her sexuality, should not be the reason or a reason for you to attack her. It is wrong. What she chooses to do with her body, the manner in which she chooses to express herself, her art, her language, her culture, that does not give you the right to attack her. How is that? Okay, so look at it this way. Imagine you are going to um, the grocery store, okay? So you're at the grocery store and someone just comes at you and decides to rob you. But you're at the grocery store, you're not doing anything wrong. So someone else, they decide to walk the streets in a shorts. How is that saying, come and attack me? I think that so, goes back to what I was saying about women, men considering women to be property. And yes. what Nalini said about the man or the boy who is raised in a perfect home, mother and father, there may be a dynamic between in the parents where the father is the breadwinner mm -hmm. or the father is the dominant person in the household and mm -hmm. even if it's not visible the way the boy sees his parents and the boy the boy sees his father treating his mother he may think mm -hmm. that the mother is her property and as such women are mm -hmm. property of men so that yeah you can say what you want to a woman without any consequence mm -hmm. yeah that's true absolutely I mean and, um, yeah, I understand I, that, I, that in, in, in manhood, just to put this point across, manhood is, is known to be, um, you're strong, okay? You're independent, you're strong, and then you are sexually aggressive. So you are the go-getter if you want to get a woman's attention. And then as a woman, womanhood is all about, you have to be submissive. You can't be too loud. You have to say what a man does. I mean, you have to do what a man says that you need to do. You understand what you said? I think it's important that, that, that while we pay attention or we would focus on the actions of, of the men in this instance, we mm -hmm. must examine the cause of their behavior. Their behavior is not a behavior that they woke up one morning and just decided to, to be, be dominant or to express mm -hmm. their dominance in this manner. This is something that would have been inculcated within them as children, as 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 young oh, yeah. boys, yeah, as young boys growing up, they would have been conditioned to believe 
that this type of behavior is less type it's accepted it's normal yeah. um you would find that we would teach our girls our, our our young girls to dress modestly but we wouldn't teach the young men not to interfere with the girls you find out exactly we 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 would teach the girls um don't 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 have multiple drinks or go out in in, in large numbers not just as a fear of them for protection but as a fear of them being attacked by young men but we don't tell the young men don't interfere with girls if she says no no is no um leave her we are not we are not treating the root cause of the problem the women are not the problem it's the men and my new slogan is our men need to change the problem is not the woman the problem is our men culture needs to change and it needs to start with the young boys because if it doesn't they are going to grow up believing that this mm-hmm. behavior it's okay this behavior in different forms because um when we look at the other examples of rape culture we can't leave out victim blaming we can't leave out trivializing sexual assault how many times women who were assaulted go to make a report on the assault and then they are embarrassed by the the investigating officer asking them questions as such as why you were there what you was doing there is this something um, what about the police officer that proceeds to then you know track the girl that just came traumatized at a vulnerable point in time in her life so in order to to get to the solution i think we we, we need to pay a lot of attention to the root causes of it and examine Mm -hmm. The, where the toxic traits have started and how do we change them because mm-hmm. remember there are also women who attack other women saying she should not be there she should not be wearing that and and kind of um victim blaming as you say yeah yeah, yeah. i think so, i think too that we are we are in an environment of or we are in 2020 a society or a time in 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 our lifetime where we have this we have this and we have this beautiful thing you called the internet so as much as i understand that there are root causes and as much as i understand that women may cut call other women or ill speak other women and all of that we have to take it upon ourselves to educate ourselves educate ourselves on this issue not only here and this is why I'm grateful for this platform coming from men this is this is a great start and if we were we had more examples like this and then more examples of women like myself talking to other women on a on a public platform all of it is education read it the same way we can spend hours on social media flipping through instagram flipping through twitter saying the first thing that comes in our minds we have the ability the opportunity to read and educate ourselves there is un women right here in trinidad and tobago one of the largest organizations that helps assist protect women why are we not there why are we not at the forefront so yes parents and how you were raised and society and whether your your, your dad was here and your mom was not i get it i really really do but we are here now Yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um do we do we think that the 
hypersexualized media contributes to rape culture. You know, the the the, the, the... I, I love I love Nalini to speak about this before the gents. Do we think that hypersexualization? Hmm. Listen, I do believe so. I do believe so. I do believe that we are a product of what we allow to get in our heads. And things like our lyrics. If this is at our forefront, they in and they out, words have power. You know that saying, be mindful of your thoughts and be mindful of the words that you use because there is power in them, especially in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. So perhaps you, indirectly, it's in your mind. In, indirectly, you are seeing, you are hearing these things calling women from ho comes straight back, okay? Yeah. Behaviors of a man, the more of a man you are, is based on how many women you are with, how many women you have been sleeping with, and all of these things. But I would like to always, always emphasize the manner in which a woman chooses to express her sexuality still does not give you the power and the authority over that woman's body. It just doesn't. Especially you as an individual, as a man, that came of a woman or from a woman really yeah mm-hmm. so i understand the hypersexualization the videos so now you have visuals you have you have it in your ears you have it on your phone with excellent data data plans so you are on this all day every day it's every single where you have to make the decision and be like listen something is me is changing because you're going to start to see it and you have to take it up on yourself and be like this is not how i was raised or this is not how I would like my name and my persona, who I am and what I stand for or stand with, to be associated. That's a decision that you have to make regardless of what's out there because it's you against millions of thousands of views, millions of thousands of lyrics. Someone rightfully said, these lyrics about hoes and this and that, it's not from now, it's before I was born and I'm 31 years old. The reason why it yeah. has become more in the forefront and more acceptable is because back then we didn't have access to everything in our faces. You you kind of heard it on the radio while you were maybe traveling to go to work or something. But now you don't have you don't have now you can listen to the same song a million and one times for free. <laughs> but it's even worse. You understand what I'm saying? I guess this is where morals and respect for oneself and respect for others. Yeah. So it goes back to your very own self-respect, your very own ego, your very own understanding that who you are and what you are and what you represent should always come from a healthy place. That's what it is. And it should not be jeopardized by a woman. So I have a question for that. Um, Is that also with respect to women? Because when we look at Instagram and and stuff, you see um, these women posting selfies and and as they say hypersexualizing themselves to get likes and and comments and stuff like that how do you know it's to get likes and to get comments well we don't know uh, that's the thing so i will always stand my ground that a woman is free to say and do whatever she likes so it's like this okay what i do is a representation of me how you react to it is a representation of you, not of me. I have been able to put up pictures. You can go through my IG. 
I love nudity and I love sexualization and looking sexy and stuff, whatever. But I know for myself, within myself, that if I was to shut my IG off right now in this moment, I am perfectly fine and I'm perfectly okay. Me posting a picture does not give you the right to then be in my DMs and call me out of my name. It just doesn't. Yeah, because I was not what if, if, if what gives you the right to approach a woman because she is scantily clad in a, a demeaning or disrespectful manner, that that doesn't give you the the, the, the authority to do such. It doesn't. Of course not. Yeah. It doesn't. So I want to be devil's advocate here. Um, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here about... to fight it. Come on, let's go. Bring it up. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> at you, Nadini. <laughs> but um, I want the people who are looking at this right now, um, those with very heavy religious backgrounds, to mm-hmm. to put their point of view in terms of they would have been brought up. You know, women are supposed to dress a certain way. Women are supposed to at the same thing at the same point you made. You know, they're supposed to be seen and not heard. You know, um, certain types of clothing are supposed to be worn, you know, um, honor your men, you know, obey your man, that kind of thing. And I want, I want to clear that. Men to be submissive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Work here. <laughs> yeah, I want to be devil's advocate here and, 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 and bring in that perspective. Um, you know, the people from the religious backgrounds who would believe that, you know, times have changed so much. And I mean, at some point in time, you might have heard them say that they look for it for the same reason, you know, because um, they, they don't believe that that's what women supposed to carry about themselves. How do you address them in society? So how, what are we, what are we going to say about the woman who was wearing a t-shirt and she was wearing a pair of jeans with a belt and the jeans were slack. So you were not really seeing her, her body. And she was walking home at 4.30 in the afternoon. It was not night. She was not drunk. She was not dressed provocatively you know fine and she got raped mm-hmm. she got raped someone yeah. raped her you understand yeah. this is a girl who even more so let, let's 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 put it a little more out there goes to church every sunday she first communion or whatever her religious belief is in little trans let's bring it right back home here okay and that girl that young girl that young lady gets raped what is the reason then she was not asking for it she was not dressing provocatively she was not whining and carry on to i don't know to music whatever it may be she was not cursing she there she was doing everything that she was taught to do to do to make sure that she does not get raped and she still got raped and let's push it even further she gets killed what are we gonna do then what is the excuse then Okay. No excuse. Well, I don't think there's any excuse yeah. for that type of behavior. Yeah. No matter how you try to flip it, no matter, and I get it. I completely understand. You know, it's better to prevent than to that than to solve the cause. You know, it's better to be preventative at all times. But we should not be the ones. We as women already have so much to deal with as women. Our exactly. hormones. Our our menstrual cycle, our responsibility in the in the home, being wives, being sisters, being daughters, we already have so much thing. And on top of it, we are in 2020. We have to be providers. We need to be independent. We have to go to work. We have to keep it together. Our bodies need to be looking good. All of these things. And on top of it, you are telling me that I have to make sure that I am not acting this way 
acting that way, not dressing this way, not dressing that way, because you cannot control yourself. Yeah. How? Again, again, no, no excuses there. And we would have seen the advent of the Me Too movement, um, mm -hmm. a large movement of women coming out and saying, you know, this happened to Me Too. You know, mm -hmm. they, they weren't dressed inappropriately, but they were backed into a corner, they were approached, they were manhandled, they were sexually touched. Yeah. And a lot of stories came out um, as more women came out. And, and there are so much, so many more stories that we haven't heard. And again, I want to say, Nalini, there's no excuse at all. It's a very inappropriate behavior. There is not. So, which none. is why I'm glad. And this is why we needed you on the program as well. Because we as gents, we would have our view. And I would say our culture is heavily steeped in terms of, you know, the toxic masculinity. Yeah. We are the cat callers in Trinidad. Family. It's it's, it's yeah, we, have, it is. It is. I am going I, to share I, a very personal, you know, experience. I've moved three times, moved apartments three times in the space of two and a half years, if I'm not mistaken, because of my own safety. Now, I do not drive, I don't own a vehicle right now, which means that, and I lived on my own for 10 years, 10 to 12 years. So I'm talking between the ages of 18 when you go to university, and I'm 31 now, so do the math, okay? Every single thing that I had to possibly do during that space of time for my living purposes, go to go the bank, go, go to the grocery store, go to a doctor, go to the airport, whatever, chances are I was traveling. So I am on the road day in and day out, okay? It's reached to the point that the fear in me is so bad, it is so bad, that I have learned to have 10 different eyes all the time. I don't have my phone in my hands when I'm walking. I make sure that I don't wear makeup, makeup when I'm leaving the house. I'm making sure that I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm making sure, sometimes I just wanna wear a leggings and a tank up because it's so hot in Trinidad and I can't do it. So with that experience, I have had men follow me to my house. I have got, I have now wow. safety on my phone where I have speed dial on my phone. My phone can never not have credit or my phone bill could never not be paid because I need to make a phone call that can't save my life. Wow, wow. And I say this day in and day out, inclusive of a previous partner who post the breakup refuses to leave me alone. So if I am out with my girlfriends, I couldn't post on social media that I am at Woodford Cafe, for example, or Movie Town or whatever, because that person is going to find me. Oh, that is unbelievable. That fair. That fair, you guys have no idea. Yeah, we, we no have no idea. And then, and as a Venezuelan, or let me say as a person who speaks Spanish, so I can be on the phone doing my job because I have to speak Spanish for my job and you automatically think that I'm asking for it. You automatically think that I'm a sex worker. You automatically think that I am vulnerable. And then when I open my mouth and somewhat curse you out in my little trimmy accent, then you're like, whoa, I didn't know that. Why does it have to reach to the point that I cannot be myself in our society? Both Trinidadian woman, and a Venezuelan woman. Why can't I? Yeah, Why do I have fair. to live with that fair day in and day out? Don't drink too much when you go to the party. Don't 
listen, girls don't even go to the washroom by themselves. Yeah. A girl always have to accompany yeah. them. In a big party with big... How? Why? It's perfectly fine. So, men, I think, needing to learn to deal with rejection and women refusing them. I think a lot of guys don't know how to deal with that and don't know how to respectfully take that decline in, in yeah. any advancement they try. But yeah. then the thing about that is that we are taking somebody, we are taking their reaction to an unsolicited advance as yeah. rejection. It shouldn't exactly. be that they have to take, it should be that we see that our impulses they're refusing our impulses as rejection. They didn't ask for us to... They didn't. They didn't ask for it. And trust me, I always say this, right? And I always tell my male friends this. If and when a woman wants you, for whatever reason, a real woman, she's going to come for you. And she's going to come for you correct. She's not going to come for you with, hey, baby boy. You No, no, no. She's going to be a woman within her right. She's going to be a woman that knows herself. She's going to be respectful, intelligent, and all of these wonderful things. And if and when a woman wants you and she wants you to pursue her, she's going to be the one coming at you correct. It's not about you wanting her and you not getting her. It's about her desiring and wanting you. I always said, it's not who wants me, it's who I want. And that needs to be respected. As you say that, I want, I want to play a little devil's advocate like here. I'm so listening. About, I'm here for it. Bring it on. So what about the women who don't come correct? What about the women who... We know already that this is largely um, marginalized in terms of men coming at women. But what about the women who come at men who don't want it? Well, chances are, and I'm not saying chances are, they are not going to call you out of your name. And even if they do, we go back to this thing, right? In the in the definition of rape culture, it's not as much as we like to predominantly speak about women, it's a gender issue. So yes, it happens in situations where women don't come at you correct, may not know how to deal with the rejection, may call you out of your name. But with it as well, these women, chances are they're just going to forget it. You understand? Um, they're not going to be persistent and predominant on you day in and day out. And their 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 um their person might be one person, two persons. They are not talking like that to every single man all the time on the streets on a public platform to begin with. When I'm in a public platform, I'm talking like on the road. How many cases have we heard of women in Trinidad and Tobago? How many, as a matter of fact, let me rephrase the question. How many times do you men, grown men, married or not married or whatever, I don't know your your, your situation, have been, hey, yeah, baby boy, you're looking real nice in the pants, but on the streets? Well, I, 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 I want to come in here and say, um, yes, it has we happened. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, was that? Yes, it has happened a few times. Uh, One yeah, too many and times. I think and what I think, what, and I when think you say no, what was their reaction? Give, give me a second, Ikean. I wouldn't say sure. what many, but it has happened. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely happened in the minority when you compare it to women. But mm-hmm. I, it's unfair to compare the number of occurrences that with women, without of men, have been approached on, by un, unsolicited um, 
remarks by women when you compare the unsolicited remarks to women. But it has happened. I believe strongly that yes, rape culture must include um, violence and emotional abuse against women. But mm -hmm. to be devil's advocate a bit, do we, are we, do we ever want to consider changing the definition from from rape culture and and it being all encompassing and just be focused merely on emotional abuse, sexual abuse against persons, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of gender, regardless of ethnicity, whatever the case mm -hmm. might be. Because it does happen. Should it yeah. only define rape culture as attacks against women? Or do we include men in the conversation as well? Because I will tell you, there was a kind of... On Monday morning, I was dining um, in the soca group. It was a group of guys. And these girls were running up and down, squeezing every guy crutch that they came up on. And there was about six or seven of us, all males, liming. And as they ran past, every guy, I kid you not, every guy was squeezing the crutch. And we were like, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, That's bad. No, yeah, no. I, I do. And, and you know what, Aaron? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, I, and I'm now placed in a position that should I complain? Should I speak up about it? Because so, so that's why I want. That's why that's the point I was going to make, Aaron. The guys next to me going to look at me and say, "But you are my comrade." No, right? Because that's our culture. Exactly. Yeah. I, now, if I were to respond in a similar way and go and squeeze five women butts in a line, I'll be. I'll you be went to jail. You should be in jail. I'll be <laughs> So wait, just how Sonalini, wait, just how Lenini. They didn't respond the same way when Aaron said the girl, the lady was passing around squeezing the men's crutch though. Because like I said, like I said, for me, right, because I live it every single day, that will be my, my immediate response. Like this is wrong because I live it. It goes back to me being unable to relate to you guys and how you guys should act upon it. And yeah. it's the same flip the other way that you, exactly. you flip it. And when we say rape culture, I want I want us to focus on the definition of the word rape. It is sexual assault regardless of gender, regardless of sexual orientation, whatever. The word rape is one thing. The word culture is a different thing. And it is sad that when combined automatically in our minds, we associate rape culture with the sexual abuse and assault of our women. Hardly ever do we really think men. That is Man. how bad it is. That's how bad the numbers really are. The statistics really are. So rape is one thing. Our culture is a different thing. Combine them and you're thinking, oh my God, everything and anything to do with our woman. And that's you understand? At no point in time did it say woman only. There is nowhere in that definition that it says woman only. And that's an entire different conversation because if you would speak to guys who may be homosexuals, Yes. They would tell you that they fall victim to assaults, unwanted assaults, unwanted mm -hmm. attacks. But because of their, their their sexual orientation, they are afraid to speak up. They don't want to come forward and say anything because that's an additional stigma um, yeah. attached to them and they're already living a, a, a closeted life. So mm -hmm. rape culture, it's how do we combat it? then that, that's the next question. How do we go so, forward? So I want to jump in here. 
Because yes, Rosalind, be quiet all the time. You're one of those yeah, that yeah, listen like and he loads everything and then he's like... <laughs> I, I, I've, been, I've been sitting and listening to the conversation and you all spoke about the, the, the media being a part of it, the, the, the upbringing, your parents, your, your parents not being there. Um, I have never called a woman in my life. I am 29 years old now and I've never done it. Rossi, that makes two of us, and I'm and, 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 and the thing is, it's not because I wasn't exposed to it. I was. I know of people who did it. I, I didn't see it right, because I see it as degrading women. It is wrong. Um, I've seen people do it. Vaughn, you spoke about the, the music videos and the music that we would have listened to. And I listened to all of that. And it never once interested me to cut a woman or, yeah. or degrade her to that point. Because it is it is wrong. It is definitely wrong. Have you uh, held your friends accountable when they do it in your presence, Mary? Exactly. That that is what we need to do as men. Exactly. If we see yeah. another hold man, each other accountable. Exactly. Not only our friends, but anyone we see doing it, we need to hold them yeah. accountable for it because it's wrong. It's yeah. all about self-control, and that is how I see it. We need to be able to control ourselves. You know. Because. Is not every beautiful woman that walk in front of you requires a, a comment. As a man, you can observe and say nothing. Keep that yeah. thing. You don't Correct. have to. Correct. Or comment. script. Every script was flipped. Where a woman come and touches you inappropriately. That was a nice woman. You might be alright. You might just brush it off. But let me <laughs> say it's no. I'm being real. I'm being real. Let yeah. me say if it's someone that is is unattractive. It's not your it's definition not your of attractiveness. It's exactly. not your definition of You would feel that kind of way. So this is what these women go through when a man just randomly comes up and, and starts to spew these, these disgusting words to them. They, they are done they are unattractive to the person and then you're giving them disgusting words. Come on. That is, that, so Rossi, based right. on what based on what you just made there, and that's a very a very valid point. Um, do are we raising our boys on rape culture? Do y'all think do y'all think that we're exposing them to the wrong things? Well, I think Kian, uh, on a whole, I think our generation, even the generations before, it's our culture now shows that we have raised boys different to girls. It doesn't matter if your father was there or your father wasn't there. I think we raise boys in a different culture to women, the girls. Different and in what we want? They, t they tend to say a boy could do certain things a girl couldn't do. They, they boys would, will be boys. Boys will be boys. My own experience. They, they, yes, you see that statement, boys will be boys. Where, boys. where people kind of brush off things boys do. Exactly. That that was wrong from since then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at my own self, my own experiences. When I was growing up, I was allowed to go out. Unlike my sisters, my parents used to allow me to go and line whatever hour the night. And my sisters wasn't allowed to do that. I, even though I was younger than them. So in mm -hmm. terms of 
batting uh, the, the, the culture, the, the rape culture, this is definitely the direction that we need to help. We need to start with the younger ones. The, my son, yeah. who is eight, um, uh, Anthony's son, who is going to be two soon. Three, three soon. Four. Five. Um, five. Right. Gosh, they grow up so quick. <laughs> right? I don't I mean, think it's on my own, so I'm sorry. But I want to I bring Chef in here because Chef has two daughters. But Chef, what are you what are you doing as a, a, a father to prepare your daughters for this type of society? Because really and truly, as much as low strength is doing what we can, it's not going to go away today or tomorrow. So what are you doing to prepare them? Um, I'll, I'll answer you sooner, Kian. Iran, you wanted to say something there? No, Anthony, actually. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, sorry, yeah. Let me pull back to Rossi's point about not catcalling a woman. Because, no, the thing is, I have never catcalled a woman either. I have never derogatorily called a woman out of her name. But that does not mean that I may not be involved in rape culture in another way. Because we have decent upstanding citizens or men who may be God-fearing. But the soonest, the quickest people that you could find sharing nudes of a woman in our WhatsApp group or sharing oh, the famous WhatsApp group that men have. Intimate photographs <laughs> of women that they don't know. For instance, I think there was a few months, it was a few years ago where there was a virtually a whole photo dump of women, their names, and a set of pictures of them. And you'd never think that it came, the people that it come from, you'd never think that they would be the ones catcalling women, or the ones that are speaking about women in a derogatory manner. And that in itself, for those men, for instance, they see women, they don't catcall them. They, but they know they're unattainable and yet because they think they're unattainable or because they can't attain them they victim shame them or they get or they get photographs of them and they send it on the internet or they're spurned by them because there have yeah. been instances where men have done that and they still look upstanding and decent you'd never think that they were involved in that kind of thing and that in itself also contributes to rape culture Interesting. I would like to add to that. Um, I wanted to raise the question to you guys, though. With respect to porn and the, the consumption of porn, as men, one, it's a taboo topic. A lot of men wouldn't agree and come out openly and say that they would look at porn. But when we do, can we say that it's, it, it, it's safe to say that porn contributes to an unrealistic notion of what men can expect from women or what or what they want from women that contributes to a rape culture because you look at porn it's a, a, a poorly choreographed plot it, it it projects that there's no much there's very little effort into getting intimate with the woman you, 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 you just go to a laundry and a woman appear and then boom you start having sex with her Based on these unrealistic notions of, of intimacy, do, is it safe to say that these as well contribute to, to, to the rape culture that we exist in currently? No? I will, I, I will start and I will answer for myself. And my <laughs> answer is no, 
because I watch porn. I watch a lot of porn. <laughs> I, 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 I won't hide that fuck. It's true. Speak I your truth, sweetheart. Speak your truth I, and it shall set you free. And, and, and you did that way you say, you just expect? No, 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 no. Definitely not. So I say, that is my answer. But I would that, like to hear the other gents. But that, but that is for you, Rossi. But, but for many others, that un, um, unrealistic notion is something that they expect and they, they think that they just walk into the supermarket and because a woman is dressed in leggings, they can make a comment and then five minutes after, boom, she in bed with them. So then, but then, then is so that, that's not much. When they watch um, a superhero movie and they see a man get bite with a spider, they go feel like a spider man then. That's what you're telling me. Guys, regardless of the platform, regardless of the situation, regardless whether it is pornographic, whether it is, we have a culture here of whining and jamming on the road carnival Monday and Tuesday. Yes, 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 yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But regardless, regardless, the bottom line is it does not give you the right to assault our woman in whatever form or fashion that you think it is. It just this does not. Yeah. And that is where the narrative needs to change. I don't have kids of my own. I really don't. But I have, I'm the eldest of six, well, six cousins slash nieces, okay? I'm the eldest. You have the responsibility of having five others coming up behind me. I, when I posted, because I spoke about this on my social media platform, my 12-year-old baby cousin follows me. She's Venezuelan, came here. She lived here for two years and then moved back to Venezuela. She sent me a long message telling me, this is what I have to live with for the rest of my life. To this hmm. day, I cannot answer her. She's 12 years old. I am 31. You understand what I'm saying? So regardless of if it's porn, if it's the music, if it's the, the way we whine and jam, whatever, men, and women, we need to keep doing the work internally, healing, whatever it may be, and subsequently teaching others, like this platform. Why don't we have more of these platforms? You understand? And have them out there in the forefront all the time. I was looking at the views and I'm like, why isn't this getting more views? Why isn't being sponsored? Why are our artists not coming here and talking to you guys about it? What I mean are is like, you know, really in the forefront, the ones that have all the followers, because everyone is scared and everyone don't want to really say anything, you know, because it's taboo still. And until, you know what, bing, 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 it knocks on your door and then you may have something to say. Yeah, sure. So as a, as a dad, um, how do you deal with preparing your, your daughters for this society? And Nalini, if it is, you can come in after and probably give some advice in terms of um, the women out there who may be dealing with um, rape culture, you know, how do they address it? How do they, um, I guess, overcome or move forward if it is they have been victims? Mm-hmm. Chef, we'll start off with you and then we'll... Yeah, well, um, my girls are growing up, you know, the bigger ones starting to go through puberty, so you're seeing the changes, so these thoughts and this, the, the fear and concern you know, racing through my mind daily. Eh? Um, today, Trinkara asked, well, she just blurted out, boys real weird, eh? Now she goes to her all boy, all girls school, sorry. Um, so her only interaction would be like her cousins and maybe some boys in lessons. So she would always talk, boys so weird. <laughs> and you know, you know me, I always done some psychology thing. So I'm there trying to 
see how best to approach it. So I was telling her, you know, when you start interacting with boys a little more, you know, just treat them how you treat me. Talk to them how you talk to me. Um, because something I read on Facebook recently, a friend was giving a story about a trip to the beach, right in Labrador, eh? and she was walking down to the far end of the beach, and there were two young boys there, and one came up to her. Apparently, they were up to some mischief. Apparently, they were looking to rob or something like that. And um, they came up to miss something, something, something. But her response kind of caught them off guard. You know, so she, she spoke down to them like little boys. Hey, you know, what are they doing here this hour? You know, I started asking questions. Where are they living? Because Larissa is a, a kind of small village. You know, and she, she was normal with them. You know, she struck, struck up a conversation. And you know, she's come and walk with me. Let me talk about this. And she was able to de-escalate before anything could have happened. And I'm saying that to say two things on my mind. One, I've always heard fellas say, or people say, when you cat call or when you talk to a woman, you say, good evening, miss or what? You know, it would be nice if they just say, hi, good evening, in response. Maybe that might de-escalate the situation. Again, they don't have to. It's not, they don't, they're not obligated to respond. But my thing is, by it's scary, is how to get my girls to, to not just be able to defend themselves, but to use the psychology until we could change the culture. And I'm glad we're having this conversation, and I hope we could have this conversation a little more and get the conversation going. We need, we need, we need a part two of, of this part one. Yeah, but all <laughs> I could do, Kian, all I could do is try to get them prepared to... Because like I said, I realize the younger generation, the boys are a little more aggressive and the girls somehow weak. So I keep building them up every day. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're yep. intelligent. Yep. You know, you're a world beater. You have big things to do, you know? And so that's the best I could do. Build them up and at the same time sort of try to prepare them. But you know, I ain't saying I got my straps, but... <laughs> I ain't saying I got him, but Chef, Chef, I, ain't I, ain't I ain't playing. I'm coming to you for some advice, eh? Because I ain't playing. I ain't playing. My daughter. I do the same with my girls. My daughter is six, and she already telling me boys wear at six. So, so I'm coming yeah. by you. You see, <laughs> I realize the daddy's talking about their experiences with their daughters, right? So I give you all a brief, a brief story, quick, quick. I don't want to stay too long. Ariel, well, as you guys know, Ariel is 10. Um, she'll be 11 next year. She's now living in Brooklyn. So she messaged me the other day and she was like, "This." she met this boy at the, play, the playground. He's 12. And he decided that he likes her. So she messaged me and she was like, Daddy, I don't know why it is. He telling me this. You know, I don't have no time with him. And I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> I am not going to be the typical parent that because my daughter tells me exactly what I want to hear, I'm just going to run with it because I was a child. I know all the tricks in the book. Mm -hmm. was exactly. How did you feel when this boy told you that he liked you and I started to have the conversation with her because they always say that you could never prepare yourself for these conversations. And interestingly enough, she went on to say that she 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 she, she liked the fact that he liked her. And I said, well, nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that. I see your response and your reaction to it is that is where it counts. That is where it matters. You have to understand that you can't allow yourself to be distracted by this or to get too caught up in this. 
at the end of the day, you are still a child, you are a young girl, um, you, you would be experiencing a whole new life after living in Trinidad for a number of years and now migrating to an entirely different scenario. And let's embrace this, let's have the conversation. And I think if we want to start looking at ways to combat rape culture, these are the conversations that we need to have with our children at a very young age. We could, they are no longer taboo. We could not, we, we can't wait until they are older to yeah. then have these conversations with them because at that time, they, they get in the information in school. They get in there, they, they're going to be exposed to it in, in the, the shows that they look at, and um, their friends are talking about it. They're exposed to it already. So we can't run from it. These are the conversations that we need to have with our children at a very young age. We can, As I say, we can't hide from it. Um, I know Kian had a question that he wanted to ask, so feel free to go ahead. Um, well, uh, what, what I wanted, uh, Nanili, Lan nalini to nalini. do sorry yes. right yeah <laughs> i just wanted her to touch a little bit on um on people who have been uh victims of of rape culture like how do they move forward um how do they deal with it i think i think um it's all about supporting each other the reality of it is that we need to stop not wanting to talk about it we need to stop not wanting to say something to someone about an experience that we have had or something that we are experiencing day in and day out. I believe that there is power in numbers. So if I'm going through something and my girlfriend is going through something and then my girlfriend girlfriend is going through something, three of us can go through this together and we can figure it out together and we can support each other together. Because as of right now, understand that we are not the issue. We are the victims on the other end of the issue. The issue goes back to our men. You understand? Oh, it's raining now. So it, it's really all about us coming together as women, understanding that regardless of social class, regardless of race, regardless of religion, cultural background, whatever it may be, we are women. And when we come together and we support each other, then it will be better and we will be better to move forward together. We will heal together as opposed to allowing these traumas and these things to overcome us, to take control of our lives. And then we are bitter, we are unhappy, we are sad, we are miserable. We become bad mothers, we become bad sisters because there is, there is a side effect of this behavior afterwards. So much so that sometimes we may not even want a man to look at us. We may not even want to sleep with someone. We may not even so so again, like I said, there needs to be a part two to this. And one more thing I wanted to add, I wanted to um take back, if I may. I just went through the page again. And I realized there are a lot of artists actually talking about this. So I would like to to take that that statement back, if I may. I just need to find out a way to myself to help you guys and promote you guys and put you all out there on the platform even more because groups like you all need to be you all need to have a section in our newspaper for example you all need mm -hmm. to have a, a 10 minutes in local news or something where everyone can come together and hear you guys out you understand so again i take that back i take back my statement we just need to find a way to come together and ensure that platforms like these are at our 
forefront. You guys need to work with UN women. You guys need to work with UN AIDS. You guys need to, you know what I'm saying? Now, I wanted to add something before before we wrap up very, very quickly. Um, I wish that we had the time to speak of, to speak on it in, in detail. So as far as how we can do, like how can we as a society do our part? Now I took this from UN Women, they have it up on the site. This is a study that was done last year in November, if I'm not mistaken, right here in the Caribbean. And it says, I'm just gonna put it in point form, okay? Create a culture of enthusiastic consent. No means no, yes means yes. And until you know for a fact that high yes means yes, it meant no. You understand? Um, speak out against the root causes. Redefine masculinity. You have to redefine it. Stop victim blaming. She was looking for it. You didn't see how she was dressing? Oh gosh, the way she was whining. Stop it. Have zero tolerance. Perhaps you don't do it, or your friend does it. It's entire, It's your responsibility to ensure that that is corrected, okay? Um, broaden your understanding of rape culture. Like I mentioned earlier, all the information is there. All the case studies are there. We have it at our fingertips. Um, one last one invest in women invest in women outside of you know well or inclusive of working with these organizations respect our women love our women protect our women guide our women all of that is investing you're beautiful you are kind you understand what I'm saying? So those are just one or two little points that we can we can pitch out. Of course, Nelly. This is something yeah. that at, at Lotions, we call it creating a culture of respect. Um, yes. This is something that we, we hashtag and we we are very passionate about. Um, it just is, is not only focusing on changing the narrative and having the conversations that we're having, but it's also about creating awareness and as well as educating, educating ourselves, educating yeah. our peers, and educating yeah. those who are going to follow in our footsteps. Absolutely, absolutely, agree. Once we achieve this, um, we definitely be on the right path to creating that culture of respect. Yeah. I think as, as long as people are held accountable, as long as men or whomever performs the act of you know, raping or assaulting someone, as long as they are held accountable at the highest level of the law, I think that it allows you to believe, listen, if I do this, these are the consequences. Maybe that allows you to take a two steps back. You know what I'm saying? But as of right now, it's of my understanding, a lot of cases, they're just pending. They're just pending. That's it. That's, that's all where they are. So who is really being held accountable at that highest level of the law, our law in Little Trinidad today? Because this is what we're talking right now, right here. Definitely. Yeah. So men think that they can just get away because nothing is going to happen to them. Exactly. Definitely supports the need for, for a culture change. Yeah. Even in our law. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one last thing before we wrap up. You have a... Is it a company or is it an NGO that is assisting uh, women in getting jobs that uh, take them away from the the okay. rape culture? It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Um, okay. I, yeah. Listen, I don't have a specific definition for it except except the fact that I'm just doing what I love. It's one of those places where I call it my baby, where I just do everything and anything that that I love and. I did, I did have, or I do have um, 
four, four, four or six young ladies that I helped recruit from the bars and you know the little short ponds and the little tips because you're looking, because you're looking sexy and I, I, I was able to place them in specific jobs so chances are they may not be making the large amount of money that they would have but they are safe so I do that but then also because this hits home I help with the interpretation and just breaching the barrier the language barrier between Venezuelans and that of Trinidadians because I'm, I'm bilingual fluently so perhaps someone gets in trouble with the law or refugees so you know these things happen or well, forced migrants someone may call my phone and be like i need your assistance in ensuring that the language barrier is is helped you know so i do that as well so it, it it's just it's just me doing my do you know i have not been able to really sit down and define it and be like this is what i'm gonna do this is what i'm how i'm gonna go about doing it on a professional business level I'm just, I teach English to Venezuelans, I teach Spanish to Trinidadians. It's just a little bit of both and it's what makes me happy. However, it's defined, that's, that's the least of my concerns, to be honest. All right. Okay, good. That's great. So anybody that's looking that's looking on and knows anybody in that situation, you all can contact. Yes. Absolutely. Right. I'm, here, I'm here to assist as long as I, as long as I can, honestly. Okay, wonderful. So chef, do your thing. <laughs> well, before I wrap up, I just want to ask Nalini, um, if someone is in, in need of that kind of assistance, what's the best way they could contact you? Is it they can call me. They can call me 1-868-279-1111, 1-868-279-1111. My email, telemark, as, as in my surname, dot bookings at gmail.com. Um, follow me on IG, at Miss Telemark. Follow me on Twitter, at Miss Telemark. Um, and I'm here, honestly. That's it. Fantastic, okay. fantastic. Well, Nalini, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us here tonight. Thank you for um, this was really, really great. Yeah. And um, I thank you so much for having me. I, I, I believe that this is the beginning of a wonderful conversation. Um, not just with myself, we also have the issue of Venezuelan women themselves being attacked here in Trinidad, which is a different, you know, conversation. But um, we're doing the work and that's what's important. And if we help shape and save the life of one person, then we did great. And then we can do two and then we can do three. There is power in numbers. And that's what's that's what our focus needs to be on all times, at all times. So I'm honored. Definitely. And our platform as well. I mean, I know you say it, it you would like to see it grow. Um Yes, you know what I'm gonna do. So I have great followers. I have great followers. So I use I do something called Nalini After Dark. Nalini After Dark. I come on sometimes 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'll bring someone in, and we are talking just like this about issues. And in the chat, they're having their own healthy discussions. I always have a disclaimer: you don't have to agree with me, but you have to be respectful. Have a conversation among yourselves, whatever. And, you know, on the live, there are 150 people, 200 individuals. So it allows individuals to also interact with each other, but more so learn of each other's culture. So if any one of you guys come on my live and we can have this discussion on my live, then my followers seek your followers and then your followers seek my followers. And then we are the community of equal understanding, of equal interest at all times. It's just posting it and putting it out there. It's not enough. You need to be on top of it at all times. That's the yeah. only way that we could really and truly build the network that we're trying That's to. the only way for you to build the network. 
or with something like this, you can have it on Twitch and it's live and people listening on the go and people are talking and then they follow you because they like your content. Okay. Nice. Well, we've been working on that. We've expanded it. We've had our podcast now on Spotify, etc. YouTube, etc. We're building. So thank you so much. That's important. And we'll def definitely look at having a part two sometime in the future because this conversation needs to be fully ventilated yeah. and we need to get the message out there. So guys, we look forward to your contributions. Hit us up in the comments. Like, follow, share. And let's discuss rape culture. We'd love to hear what you have to say. See you on the next episode.